Hello! Welcome to another episode of the Speak Up Box. I honestly, today, I really didn't have much of a set podcast that I wanted to do. I really just wanted to talk about a lot of things that have kind of been on my mind lately, dealing with the whole coronavirus and how that's been affecting me and my mood and how I've been feeling. Because I realize I'm not alone. And I know I'm not alone with some of the things that I'm going through, but I definitely feel alone with other things that I'm going through. So (laughs) now some things in this podcast, I know me and I know how to laugh at my shit. But if you hear me saying something and you don't know how to laugh, I'm just going to say something's wrong with you. Because if you really think about it in certain contexts, it's funny as fuck. I went to the store yesterday (laughs) Was it yesterday? No, it was the day before yesterday. I went to the store. It was a little hot. And I was walking and I have this cute little red basket that I use because the store is not far from me. Honestly, if I were to drive there, it's like, really, bitch, you drove here. You could have walked there. So I like walking, actually, anyway. So I walked to the store and I finally got what I've been craving for a few weeks. It's just been some sushi. Say what you want about Rouse, because it's a Rouse up the street for me. They actually make pretty good sushi, and I enjoy it. I'm walking. I got this look of glee on my face. I'm halfway home. Still excited. Almost home. Still excited. I'm practically home, right? When the one of the wheels gets caught in the street. And of all the things, because I had to go grocery shopping too, of all the things that I got, the sushi falls on the ground. Oh, it went down in 2.5 seconds. It took me no time to just sit there and stare and cry. I was so pissed. I just screamed to the high heavens. I said, what the fuck? (laughs) I took off my headphones and I threw them halfway across the street. I said, man, fuck this shit. What the hell? My fucking phone. No. <laughs> and I was sitting there just breaking down the street. And I'm at, this is the thing. This, there are so many things that I love about getting older. You know, one of the things that is awesome about getting older, you just, no matter what the situation is, you don't even give a shit no more. Because <laughs> it was people staring at me in their cars. And I'm like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. I'm angry. Now, I tried to collect myself as much as I could, went and got my headphones, and took my food home, the rest of it at least. I did scoop up the sushi, though. It fell out of the box, but didn't, like, splat on the ground, so I was able to put it back, and I was actually planning on taking it back to the store and just exchanging, you know, because that's, it's really no big deal. Okay, it fell. I can always just take it back. Accidents happen. But as I'm finally getting home and I'm breaking down more, and crying like a little bitch baby. Oh, I was crying like a bitch. And falling on the floor. I mean, honestly, you would have just thought somebody just cut my fucking foot off or something. <laughs> I had to think about it. I'm like, am I okay? I may not be okay. Because <laughs> I'm looking at the mirror. <laughs> there's like tears coming out of my eyes my eyes are like bloodshot red (laughs) and I'm like 
okay, <laughs> what's going on? Now, I examine myself a lot. This has actually been something I'm very proud of. Of If I were to get any awards in life, for whatever reason, it's never going to mean as much to me as how much work it really I really put into understanding my own mind and understanding what it is that I go through as Ebony. Not as just a human being, but what do I go through as Ebony and what exactly makes up me? And where my emotions come from and my backstory and just be altogether becoming comfortable with who I am. I do a lot of this work, not just for me, but so that I can be a functionable member of society. Someone who's not breaking down in the middle of the street <laughs> just because some sushi fell. It's not that serious. It made me realize that I've actually been dealing with having anxiety for a while. I'm having a lot of anxiety and... That's actually been a very core and amazing thing for me to realize because whenever I do realize something, it's easier for me to now figure out how to have a solution to towards it. But I am. I'm actually just going through a lot of anxiety because I have multiple sclerosis. So I'm an immunocompromised person, unlike your average person or unlike those idiots who keep going to the beach take your ass home. <laughs> Am I the only one who's like, that story is kind of just upsetting. Um, I'm an immunocompromised person, which means that there's a lot more, there's another level of uncertainty that I'm going to have to deal with that I realize my friends and my family, they don't have to deal with. And I've said this many times before, the hardest part about having multiple sclerosis is just nobody understands what you're going through. I don't know what life is going to actually look like once they lift the quarantine for me, because I know I'm still going to have to stay in the house more. I'm still going to have to wear gloves when I go places. I'm still going to have to wear a face mask. And to be honest... That stuff has started to make me feel really uncomfortable. I don't enjoy going to the store like I used to. I do appreciate some of my neighbors have been offering to go for me, and they have. But every once in a while, you know, I have to go myself. And it just looks like a horror movie to me. Because there's people, not a lot, but there's people everywhere. <laughs> and I hate going down the aisles because if I'm stuck in the middle of the aisle, I'm like, okay, here comes a person. Shit. Let me get out of the aisle. Oh no, here comes another person. Goddamn, what do I do? <laughs> I don't know what to do. I can't go either way. I'm stuck. And it's like, no, I'm not I'm melting. I'm about to die. Oh shit. <laughs> that, that's literally what it looks like. I can make a straight horror movie out of what it's like going to the store for me. You know, I don't want to have to go through that all the time. And even though I'm usually one to just kind of laugh at my problems, because <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm looking at myself, like on the outside looking in at myself, and I'm like, this bitch, what are you going through? <laughs> but for me to finally just break down and cry means that I am dealing with anxieties. And again, the trickiest part for me to deal with anxiety is anxiety affects you not just mentally, but it can affect you physically. And when it's affecting me physically, that's one thing. But it's affecting my multiple sclerosis. 
So I've been kind of dealing with having issues with my eyes, having issues with my head. Uh, My body temperature is not really regulated right now. And that's an issue that I have to face. And again, that's something that people don't understand that I have to go through. But also it feels like I'm getting electrocuted every once in a while. So I have to, I have to deal with my anxiety just so that I can function with my MS. Because if this continues, my MS could possibly get worse. And that's a hard balance to try to be in on a daily basis. I'm, I just, I just don't know. I just don't know what to do. And I I want to be able to, you know, see my friends again, of course. And that's another thing, too. The, one of the reasons why I really thought I was going to be able to kill it being in quarantine is because I don't really see a whole lot of people that I love anyway. I really don't. Where do I see y'all? Where are y'all at? <clears throat> you know, I had one friend that really, you know, outside of my neighborhood that was making the effort to really come see me, and, and I really appreciate it. I've seen her quite a few times in the beginning of this year before the whole quarantine thing. And shouts out to her. I really do appreciate it. But with everyone else, I get it, you know, or at least I'm forcing myself to get it. No, I do get it on one hand. But on the other hand, it just kind of makes me upset to know that I'm not going to see you as much ever. I mean, is is that ever going to change? Is that ever going to get any better? I live for real human contact. And just the fact that I haven't really been able to have that, even something as basic as, as touch, is just kind of sad. And I'm just supposed to be okay with it. And I thought I was going to be okay with that too, because dealing with MS, you you live in a world of uncertainty. You know, some days I really don't know how I'm going to feel. I was supposed to hang out with a friend once before. We wound up hanging out, but an hour before we were supposed to go out, I couldn't see. Like, everything just looked super blurry. You know, not pitch black dark, but I just couldn't see because everything was so blurry. And I'm thinking, okay, (laughs) I don't know how this is going to work if we're hanging out and I constantly have to deal with those emotions when those when that comes up so then I really just don't know what to say so I don't say anything honestly I keep I keep a lot of things to myself I've always been that way but as I've gotten older I've noticed I keep more things to myself I would say I keep maybe about I want to say like maybe 65 to 70 percent of myself to myself and which is fine But, you know, when it comes to my very well health and well-being, it's just, I guess I really just don't know what to say anymore. Because I'm learning more and more that if you're not physically walking in my shoes, you really don't know what that feels like. That, for me, all I want more than anything, anything, is a hug. I, I I really truly do. I just I just wish that I could have an actual hug. You know what I've been wanting for the longest time, other than a hug, 
you know, a phone call, of course. I want a phone call more than anything. I, I dream about a phone call. I've had multiple dreams lately about somebody calling me. Um, I want someone to just hold me and just not let me go. I let go before the other person gets a chance to because I'm afraid of that moment when it's like, okay, well, you've been hugging me too long and then they push me away. I actually kind of just want somebody to just hold me. I've been wanting that for a long time and that goes in too with the whole me just realizing a lot of things about myself and realizing the things that I keep to myself maybe it's good to just be able to say it but I'm understanding about why I don't really say certain things anymore I would I think that would be really cool that would be really cool you know since uh coronavirus there was a lot of things that I was supposed to do just like with a lot of people who maybe their dreams or what they were supposed to do kind of got put on the back burners because of the whole coronavirus I was actually going to go back to dance class. I used to do pole dancing, which is super fun. It's a very, to me, it was a very wonderful spiritual space to be in. It was just with these kind, kind women. And we just danced and you just let the music just engulf your whole body as you do these movements. And I've really always been into like body movement. This, it had nothing to do with sexualization or anything. That wasn't the thing for me. I don't see things the same way most people do. I was actually going to go back to class this year. And I can't do that. I was planning on buying a car. And I called my older sister and I told her, you know, I don't know if I should save that money or if I should just keep it while we're all in quarantine. So I did keep it. I still have the money, you know, didn't get the car yet. And then my sister asked me a couple weeks ago, she said, do you regret not getting the car now? You know, since now we all had to stay in quarantine. To be honest, I don't know. I don't really know if I regret that. Because in my head, at least if I had the car, I wouldn't feel it so stuck. I feel kind of stuck right now. I enjoy being in the house, but damn, I love being outside too. I know if I did have a car, I would do some of the things that I used to do. I actually used to do this a lot. I used to just drive. For no reason at all. For no reason at all. One of my favorite places to drive was up the coast of Malibu. Just, oh my god. It's so beautiful. At night or in the daytime. Uh, driving up the coast of Malibu. And this, <laughs> I have a dark sense of humor. This is going to sound real cynical. If I don't tell anybody where I am, if you haven't heard from me in weeks. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know where everybody is. Yeah, just check up the coast of Malibu. <laughs> You'll probably just find me scattered up there. <laughs> Hey, funny to me. I don't know. <laughs> but that's where I'll be. Because <laughs> I just, I love it. It's very, very beautiful. I don't love Los Angeles. I don't hate it. But a lot of my favorite places was outside of the city. You know, there were nature places that I love to go to. And now I can't really go there. So I, I feel a little stuck. You know, and I was laughing the other day, too, because even if I had the car, you know, there are people I'd love to go visit. I can't even physically go see them. I can't even give them a hug. And that's kind of sad. <laughs>
I just I was I was really looking forward to being able to drive. I miss driving. I really do. I miss it so much. So I feel I feel a little bit stuck. I'm not afraid of this necessarily. To be honest, yeah, I'm having some anxieties just from the uncertainty of, you know, what's really going to happen. And if I were to get the coronavirus, you know, how well am I going to be able to fight that off? That's, that's... Okay, so sorry. The podcast didn't really cut off. I did something, technical difficulty. It's a nice stages of this podcast where I'm getting used to making mistakes. So I'm fine with it. I'm only human. I make mistakes. But where I was leaving off was basically just saying, you know, some of the things that I was going to do with coronavirus. Another thing also, too, that I was going to do, I was going to go to Thailand. And moving forward, I'm not really sure what travel is going to be like either. So I don't know if anyone else has had that you know, was curious about that at all. I I really do want to be able to travel in the near future because traveling for me, it's like eating a bag of chips. You really can't do it just one time. Every time I, I've only left the country twice, but every time I've left, I've always been itching to go somewhere else. I really wish somebody had told me that before I left the first time because you have to constantly deal with this frustrations of, oh, I want to do it again. And I keep trying to convince myself that I don't, but no, I, I really do. I am okay, though. Above everything else, I'm definitely fine. This is something that I've been realizing, at least while I've been in quarantine. I don't have any interest in dating. I don't know, this is kind of scary. But then again, it's kind of also liberating. I don't have any interest in dating the same way someone just loses interest in playing with toys. I've actually never dated before. I am 28. I've never dated. There's no shame in my game. I'm only human. And I know the issues and things that I've gone through in life to lead me to that point. There's been many problems. One problem that I was very happy to finally come to terms with, I was touched a lot sexually when I was a little girl by other kids, not really adults. But I I honestly never thought that that was something that affected me. But I had a lot of issues being touched. Like if I gave someone a hug, that was different. But if somebody just ran up and tried to hug me, it actually took me a long time to get really comfortable with that. Again, I'm fine now. That took a lot of work on my part. But when it comes to dating, that's not really something that... I'm comfortable about actually recently I I stopped getting clammy hands and and uncomfortable sensations when I think about the idea of like being intimate with someone so I'm I'm still working on myself I'm not really sure where those feelings come from and hopefully it's something that I am able to deal with because I definitely want to see myself finding love one day. Like, I'm not afraid of dying alone, but I've always wanted to at least experience love in my life. I I feel like I have a lot of love to give, and I always thought that was something I can do. 
was love another person. But I still need to really just work on not myself, not my like self-esteem saying that I'm not worth it. No, trust me, I have plenty of love to give. There's definitely no problems there. But just dealing with how comfortable am I really going to be with that is actually something that I've been going through. I, I never really told anybody that because the thing is, it was something that I was still dealing with. And when I'm dealing with something, I don't know how anyone else is, but this is how I am. When I'm dealing with something, I need to let it, I need to make it make sense to me before I can really talk about it with someone else. And this is where I, I really enjoy being a bit of a private person because I feel like if I was constantly spilling all my heart and everything out there, I would be confusing a lot of the people around me as well as myself. So I'm glad I haven't done that. But I don't I don't know. It's it's really weird. I don't really have much of an interest in dating. I don't really find people attractive anymore. It's a very weird disassociative feeling. I I'm okay though, at least with trying. I fo- I'm forcing myself to try. I've had a quarantine date while do- being in quarantine, which was actually nice. But I I feel bad because I'm kind of faking it because in my head I'm like, you know what? I don't want to get to a point where I'm completely just dead inside and I can't do it. But for me, it's just something that I just, I don't know. I don't, I just don't really care about. It's a very boring subject. I told a friend of mine this, actually, I get more joy. Like, you know, the joy you get when you're with someone that you're in love with. That's how I feel when I read my books. That's how I feel when I write. That's how I feel when I draw or when I do yoga. I don't really get that feeling from like a love interest type of situation. To be honest, it's a very hollow feeling. I I don't feel anything. And it's something that I am I am working on. I don't know. I just I don't know. But I do think that it'd be healthy for me to have that feeling cuz I I've always wanted to have a family. I, I want to have a family so badly. I want to have kids. I've always wanted to have kids. But the thing is, I cannot have kids alone because of MS. Because having kids is a lot of work and it's a lot of stress. I can't do it by myself. There's actually been a book that I've, I have on MS that says it in there. People with for, who have MS really shouldn't have a maximum of like two kids, maybe three. But you can't do it alone. If you have those kids, actually, this is, I'm quoting the book. Make sure that you spread it out and you don't have them all at once. So like don't have a bunch of toddlers running around that need a lot of attention and you're not going to get any sleep because I know what not having any sleep does to me. So I can imagine having a bunch of kids and not having any sleep. So that's also something that I'm having to deal with. Um, is it upsetting? Yes, it is. Is this something that makes me a little angry? Kind of not not really, though, because I'm learning how much life never really looks the way you want it to. You can plan. You can, you know, I'm definitely a planner. I've always been a planner. You can plan as much as you want. But sometimes things don't always look the way you want it to. What I've learned is just making this life the best that I can. 
with whatever tools that I have. I I don't, I don't know what that is. I mean, there's plenty of things that I can do and there's a lot of things that I have no control over. I can't be there, you know, for my family the way that I'd want to. And moving forward in this new society, I guess I was dealing with being okay with being alone, kind of. Because I'm, I'm already kind of used to that. And I can't really say that I, like, miss anyone because I already miss people. There are friends that I really, really miss. There are people that I really miss. I wish I can see more of, but I've had to come to terms with the reality that the system that they've built for us, however you want to look at it, is made it so that people can't be there for the ones that they love. They can't see the ones that they love. And that's, well, that's that's fucked up. I miss my sister. Just, my sister is fine. She's alive. But there's certain situations I haven't been able to talk to her in a, to be a year and a half in June. And my sister is like my best friend one of my sisters, she's my third older sister. And having to deal with not having that companionship has been a little hard. I miss my sister too. I was going to make another podcast talking about this, but I'll just briefly talk about it because to be honest, I don't want to give this subject too much energy. But I'm I'm thankful for this time I have being in quarantine because of the realizations that I've been coming to and I don't I don't hate social media but I really don't enjoy it. It is ridiculous. I'm more than a like. You know, I'm more than a like and even when I came out and said that I had MS, I was I wasn't surprised by the reaction that I got which was, it was more likes than it was people actually messaging me, asking me, am I okay? And I don't know, maybe it's cultural or something. I don't know if that's supposed to be normal, but I'm not with that shit. I know if a friend of mine came out and said something that they were diagnosed with something, even if I don't know what it is, I'm going to ask them, how are they doing? I'm actually taking a bit of a break from social media right now, just like a, a small break, because I took a year break last year. I'm still trying to find a way to have social media and be comfortable with it because I feel a little forgotten. This is an insecurity that I have. I, I do. I feel a little bit forgotten on social media, and it's a very hard thing to deal with. My real life is better than social media. It's more fun. I don't, I don't, again, I don't, I don't hate social media because I love what it can do. I love that you can build communities and you can build connections and even recon, you know, reconnect with people that you haven't seen in a while. I've tried to do that, but it's just, ugh. I don't, I don't want to pour my heart out or say how I'm really feeling on social media when it's like at the end of the day all I'm really going to get is a bunch of likes and that sucks that doesn't feel good 
maybe I'm just a little bit too old fashioned for it, but I'm definitely trying to find a way to have social media without feeling so like, why am I even on this platform? This feels like a waste of time. Those are, those are just some things that I've been realizing and dealing with being in, in quarantine is the, the anxiety is getting to me. So if I haven't put out too many podcasts, know that mostly it's just me just trying to be okay. You know, I would say most days it's just me just trying to be okay and, and dealing with how, how hard that that is sometimes but also that I'm getting through it because I I have no other choice <laughs> but to get through it I just take I just take things day by day by day and cry when I need to as I cried the other day when my fucking sushi fell on the ground <laughs> but I'm going to go, I would like more feedback, like if people, you know, like these kind of podcasts, the confessions and realizations, because I know that we're not alone. You know, all of us are going through something right now. A lot of this is stuff that's kind of just been on my head for a while. And I just want other people to know that you're not alone. So I'm putting this out for two people, the ones so that they know that they're not alone and I can find out just how other people are feeling and people who are immunocompromised and maybe for other reasons, they're not really sure how life is going to look moving forward. It's kind of been interesting dealing with this also because I have OCD and I've always been a planner and it's kind of, I mostly just plan just because that's normal for me. And that's a habit I've done since I was practically, since I was born. So I can't stop doing that, but I'm also okay if things don't go the way that they're supposed to. Because there's two ebonies. There's definitely the more laid-back ebony. And then there's a frazzle-brained, you know, ebony that has anxiety and, you know, breaks down in the middle of the street. And sometimes I just don't give that girl enough of a break. She she needs a break. But the other ebony, who's just like, everything is going to be okay. This isn't going to last forever. We are going to be fine. But what I will say is this, just call the people in your life, call them, let them know that you love them. Don't text them, call them. I know that I've gotten into, you know, having to text because I'm turning into someone where it's like, I want to call as much as I do, but sometimes that's not always so easy. And I think I've just morphed into I'm not sure how to do that as much as I want to just because it seems like texting is just seems to be easier for everybody else in my life and it's not really convenient for me not all the time not all the time I know that I'm slowly kind of losing the ability to trust which is unfortunate and if I was able to hear people's voice more that can cure that so I'm working on that too One advice I will give, grab a journal and just write down your anxieties and how you're and how you're feeling. I really hope that everyone is doing well today. I'm going to go because I don't know if it is my body 
or if it's just because it actually is, but it is hot as fuck. <laughs> oh my God, it's so hot. I want to just go take a cold ass shower. It is so hot. And it's, and I don't, I'm not going to go to the store. It's too late to go to the store, but yeah, just a cold shower because it's, it's hot as fuck. I will talk to everyone later. Goodbye. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to me as I practically pour my heart out. But we're all going to be okay. So have a good one. Bye.